in a world that tells us that if you're not happy, you can just change your job, end your relationship, start a new one, have a baby, get a puppy or five. We are constantly facing change in the pursuit of happiness. And yet, deep down, we resist this so much because nobody teaches us how to navigate transitions. Well, I'm here to change that. Join me and my guests every week to find the inspiration and actionable steps to dive into your next great chapter. Let's write it together. Hello, everybody. This week, I have the beautiful Mickey Garner, who is a certified life and conscious parenting coach. She's also the host of Co-Parenting with Confidence podcast and a mom of three. And Mickey is on a mission to help women navigate the emotional and practical difficulties of divorce and co-parenting while creating an intentional joy-filled life after divorce with her three-step formula, which I cannot wait to hear about. But first <laughs> of all, Mickey, I would love to hear about all the chapters of your life and how you ended up where you are today. Oh, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. I really admire your work and your mission, and I'm super excited for this conversation. Um, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, you know what? I think, how did I get here, right? I think that's always the question. And I got here, I have to back up a little bit, right? Because um, like everybody else, I never intended to be a divorced mom. I never intended to have a blended family. Um, I never thought, I never even knew about life coaching or any of those things. But, you know, for me, I had checked all of the boxes. I had done all of the things that you were supposed to do, what I thought, to have a happy, perfect life. And I was a business owner. I was a mom of a small toddler. We had a lovely house, like all the things were there. And then in what felt, looking back, it wasn't, but in the moment, what felt like an instant, everything was pulled out from under me. And the life that I thought I had was instantly gone. Everything I believed to be true now was in question. And for me, it started a journey of figuring out sort of, of rebuilding. But before I could get there, I had to really come to terms with um, what I wanted for my marriage, what I wanted for my family. And, um, you know, for us, that was divorce. And so I didn't know how to do it, but I knew somewhere deep in my little heart, I knew that there was a way to divorce and co-parent that would leave us a family unit. And that was my goal. I didn't know how we were going to do it. I didn't know any of the steps. I knew nothing. I just had this little inkling that there was a different way. Um, and so that ended up for me being a really transformative journey that I've gone on. And I have made a lot of mistakes. There's been a lot of ups and downs. I've learned the hard way, um, all of those things. And now today I'm really in a position where I want to give back. And like you said, in the, in the intro, I really want to help moms move past all of the pain and the drama of divorce, because frankly, there is a lot, we don't get divorced for super happy reasons. So there's usually, you know, you know, there's all of that. And so I want to help them learn how to be a confident, calm co-parent 
even when their ex isn't participating in that, even when they don't have their ex's permission, so to speak. Um, and so that's what I'm really on a mission now, helping moms do that and walk the path of all the emotional ups and downs of co-parenting, um, but really to learn the tools and the skills to be able to get themselves unstuck and then learn how to really deal with the complexities and the difficulties that come with co-parenting because there's parenting, which we all know is difficult. And then co-parenting adds a whole nother level of complexity. And so it requires a different level of skill and tools and strategies to move through that in a way. So that's why I'm now a really work as a one-to-one -one coach, mentoring and coaching women through that process. I really want to bring the attention to the point where you were describing in your story, how you made the decision, which is never fun. And we all say the same, nope. nobody gets married to say, well, I will have a divorce, uh, sure. but you did have that staring in your soul, which I know that a lot of our audience is feeling, but you didn't know the how. And I don't know how long ago your divorce was, but mine was only seven years ago and there was no information on the how. Yeah. You were saying like, I was stuck on the how. I was stuck on the how as well. How am I going to have a divorce that is not traumatizing? I want it to be empowering. Now, the beauty of where we are today, seven years later, however long ago your divorce was, is that there are women who have gone through that dark night of their soul found a path and now they turn around and are leading other women. So for those of you who think this is really scary, this is really awful, I don't know the how, that's how it was for us. And yeah. we didn't have that guiding light. We didn't have a lighthouse at the end. We had to figure it out and you successfully did it. And then you created your process. And I'm so curious, what were those three steps in your formula that you now teach your clients? Yeah. So, um, you know, along the journey, I will say that it was, it wasn't it again, looking back, hindsight's always 2020, right. And looking back, I started to understand how I moved through these process processes. And then when I was certified as a life coach, and then as a conscious parenting coach, it all started to really be cemented in for me. And that's when I realized, okay, this is the process that I can use with my clients as they co-parent. So the three steps are, um, awareness, right? We have to be aware of something before we can change it. And so awareness and conscious co-parenting, the way that I like to define it is not perfect parenting. It's not some woo-woo like lifestyle form. It really simply means that you understand and are aware of what you are doing and why you are doing it, even when that awareness comes after the fact. So Conscious co-parenting simply means that you are willing to be aware of what is happening around you. You're willing to see your part in it, other people's part, right? Because everything is co-created. And so the first step is always that awareness to realize, okay, maybe I'm triggered. Maybe I'm having really big emotions right now. Maybe I'm reacting and being willing to learn how to calm your nervous system so that you can think through things, right? Because when our Emotions are very high. Our intellect or our rational thinking is low, right? It's like the energy can only flow one way. So it's either going into the emotions or it's going into our rational thinking brain. And so awareness helps us really get to ourselves, get ourselves in a position where we can calm our nervous system, pause, take some breaths, which leads you to the second step, which is agency. Um, how many times I know your listeners are going to understand this. How many times do we feel like we have no choice? Someone's forced us into doing, we have no option. We have to do it this way. Insert any, whatever you have 
comment there, but we always have a choice. And that's where agency comes in is being able to be aware of the choices that are available to you. And the amazing news is the universe only ever gave us three. So it's not overly complicated, right? It's a simple strategy, not easy, but simple. We can either accept something, we can change it, or we can leave it. Um, so those are really the, the three steps or the three choices that are available in any given situation. So acceptance really looks like, can I accept the situation that I'm in as it is and move forward without resentment or anger? If you can do that, right, there's really great. There's no problem. Um, if you can't do that, well, then we have to go to one of the other two choices, changing it, meaning can I change something about the situation? not changing the other person, but you personally, if you can't, great. <laughs> Excuse me. If you can, that's great. Do that. If you can't, well, then you have the third choice, which is leave. And that's either literally or figuratively. And so those are sort of the three steps within understanding what choice do I have available? Because we always have one, but oftentimes we tell ourselves we don't. And then the third step in conscious co-parenting is really aligned action. And that is learning how to take 100% responsibility over your 50% of the relationship. And I define responsibility as response hyphen ability. It's the ability to respond versus react. And so when we can start to implement this strategy, these sort of this process, so to speak, it really creates freedom. It creates liberation. And it creates empowerment to be able to co-parent in a way, even when someone isn't helping you. Mm, what a beautiful way to explain it. Now, what I know that a lot of people may be thinking is the same thing that they say when attempting to do a holistic divorce. And the first objection is, well, what happens if I'm the only one trying to do this? It's all very well to be the one with the good intentions. But like we said, 50-50 takes there's another half in there. So what would you do when, uh, or what do you suggest to your clients to approach the matter if your ex is not participating in co-parenting, especially in this conscious form of co-parenting? Yeah, which I will tell you is the majority of my clients, right? We can't change other people. We can spend our entire life trying, which many of us do, and we will forever be frustrated and stuck that they are not cooperating with our genius plan, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, I lived that way for a very long time, right? If they just do what I say, everybody would be happy. What is the problem, right? It's, we do it all the time. We do it with our children. We do it with other people. It's really starting to understand I have no control over other people. If I don't have control over other people, who do I have control over? Me, mm -hmm. right? And so all I can do is focus on what I have control over, which is me. And what I like to tell people is while you can't change other people, you absolutely can be the biggest influencer in your family because we're constantly influencing other people, right? And everyone wants to be an influencer this day, these days. So I say, yes, be an influencer in your own co-parenting dynamic, because the more that you move forward towards like you just said, a holistic divorce, a different way of co-parenting, something that is aligned, full of integrity, honesty. Someone else can fight it all day long, but it doesn't mean that they have to take you down with them. Mm -hmm. And so it's really just making a concerted choice that I'm going to continue to move in a direction that I think is in my and my children's and my ex's well-being. And 
you just move that direction and you hope in time they will come along with you. It's really not fun for somebody to fight with someone who won't fight back. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, it kind of ends the, the whole drama. It's like, yes. you can scream, but I'm not going to respond. <laughs> yeah. It's really not fun when you say to the other co-parent, you know what? If you're going to be disrespectful, I'm going to hang up the phone. You let me know when you're ready to talk. And then click, click, yeah. click, click, right? Eventually, like, and some are stubborn and it'll take a long time, but eventually it might not get to perfection but you do influence things. And Mm -hmm. most importantly, what I think that when we are conscious and we are co-parenting consciously, we're inevitably showing up in a better way, right? We're showing up in a way that is true for you and who you are taking responsibility, which then it's less mess to clean up later because we always have to clean up our side of the street. Mm -hmm. And so part of it is just don't put so much mess on your street right? Just stop doing that because then you have more energy, more resources, more ease when we're not constantly, you know, trying to clean up from decisions that we wish we hadn't made things. We regret all of that or reactions getting triggered and sort of unloading on someone else. All of those things are ours to clean up later. Mm -hmm. And so I like to think of this as like preemptively decluttering, And just keeping your side of the street very clean because that creates more ease and more joy, frankly. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's just a way of, it's a mindset really more than anything. And and a lot of my clients come to me when they're still on the decision stage, should I divorce or not? And then they hear things about, you know, but co-parenting is really hard. And Mm -hmm. I have a different approach to it because I say, well, parenting is hard, period. Yes. Parenting with another human is doubly hard. So in my opinion, if you're already in a relationship where you kind of disagree in a lot of things, you have an idea of how you want to raise your children. I see that a lot of married parents are doing co-parenting or parallel parenting yes. within their marriage. And I say exactly. I have what I call own parenting, which is for the time that the children are with me, if it's 50-50 or 100% or whatever amount of time it is, I do not have to arrange with this other person that we cannot agree on anything, how it's going to happen. If we can have that kind of co-parenting where we can agree and fantastic, but if not, you do get the choice, which I see a lot of people in marriages do not get to say, when they're with me, this is how we're going to do it. And then it's going back to that part of taking responsibility for, well, if that's how I want to do it, I also have to understand when they are with their dad or with their mom, they're going to do it their own way. But I, I, I wonder when you feel that people are going to need professional help, whether it's within co-parenting because they're divorced or even within their own marriage, they're struggling to, to do conscious parenting with their partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I always like to remind just to your point, my clients, that if you're not agreeing now, you probably weren't going to agree if you stayed married. Right. So we like to blame the divorce as the problem, but <laughs> actually you would have disagreed on this anyway. So like, let's just deal with the problem that's at hand instead of heaping all of the divorce stuff on top of it. But where I see people really struggling is um, first and foremost, that belief, again, I think you just sort of pointed to it. It's either, there's like two realms. There's either this parallel parenting, which listen, sometimes is necessary. And that's where there's a very clear distinction, like this way in my house in I don't even pay attention to what's happening in this other house, right? Or there's this really 
collaborative, we're all in the same family picture wearing the same outfits, you know, like kind of idea where everything is so same, same, same. Um, what I like to think of is it's really about, those aren't the only two options. What we want to do is learn to find the middle ground. And that is from a place of healing. That's from a place, again, of awareness, understanding why you're doing something and why, what you're doing and why you're doing it. Because when you come from what is important, your priorities and what matters to you, it's a lot easier to let other things go. When you have a very clear direction of, I'm going to parent this way because this matters to me. These are my priorities. This is what I believe is in the best interest. You can move forward with that in a way that isn't in direct competition with something else, right? It's like you learn to stay in your lane a little bit more and have a little bit more ease in being able to, like you said, you also have to offer the other person the same, right? If you don't want them butting in on yours, we have to offer that in the same way. So it's like the golden rule still applies in co-parenting. We do have to treat people the way that we want to be treated. And so I think people, when they really are stuck in, I have no choice, but either to fight or to totally give in, right? Like that's what I see people. It's like, no, I have to fight because they fight or there's no hope. I just have to give in and be a complete doormat. Neither of those are true right? It's really about how can we find a middle ground and getting support and doing that is really important. Um, I think a lot of times people, and I'm sure Olga, you see this where they're so busy asking everybody. It's like living by consensus, asking their family and asking their um, friends and asking the experts and reading the book, like all the things. And they're not going anywhere. They're just stuck getting all of the, the commentary that's when you need help. Right. And that's why I'm so grateful that, um, you know, I can be a one-to-one -one coach and mentor because we actually walk the path together. It's like someone to be able, we can't see the forest for the trees as they say, right. That old analogy. So I think what you and I do and other amazing coaches is it's like, you can sit outside the forest and just talk them through like talk them their way out because it's hard to see when you're in it. So I think when you're feeling like you're asking everybody, all the, the everyone, maybe it's time for some support, right? Maybe it's time to really get that individualized support. And then I think when people are just exhausted and spent from either being blamed or attacked or misunderstood, and they're finding themselves in that victim place, that is a hundred percent a time to get support. Mm, definitely. When you find yourself Googling or asking chat GPT, should I stay or should I go? That's yeah. time to say, okay, That's maybe we need external help. That again, it's, it took me a while. And I have to say, I come from a culture, I come from Spain where going to see a therapist, I mean, coaches didn't even exist when I left my yeah. country. It, it was seen as a weakness. It was seen as you didn't have a strong enough support system. Um, you didn't have friends or you had a serious mental issue. And now the more I look at it, the more I'm like, we just confuse our relatives and our friends with professionals in professions that they have no training on. I mean, the amount of awful, but well-intentioned advice that people are given because they're based on their own projections, their own experiences, yeah. and nothing to do with the reality of what you're going through of what the actual co-parenting, divorce, whatever the subject matter is. God bless the little cotton socks, but they do not have the professional 
guidance that we can offer. And I, I always say, as much as my husband loves me, if I need open heart surgery, he is not the one that I'm going to ask nope. for help. I'll go right. to a plain surgeon and I'll say, please fix me. And but it's but it's interesting how we try to use all these other people that God bless them. That's not their job. That's not their their, their role. And before we go to the person who actually has the, the knowledge and the guidance that we're searching for. Yeah. And I think, you know, you bring up a really good point because, you know, I was divorced, I think it was about eight years ago. So it's similar to you and there wasn't very much out there, right? There wasn't, I don't remember hearing any of these things. And so, and certainly in co-parenting, we still have that, um, you know, there's those ends of the spectrums that it's either this like really same, same, like everybody is so happy and perfect and there's no problems if you can just make everything consistent enough or, you know, that on the other extreme. And so figuring out how to have these conversations and there, there's so much more support now, really giving yourself the gift of reaching out and getting help. Because I think the shame, I know at least for me, there was so much shame. I was the only one in my family to be divorced. Uh, we just celebrated my parents' 53rd wedding anniversary, like two weeks ago. Um, right. So I had a beautiful example of marriage, um, not without its faults, right. Or any of those things, but I had no friends that were divorced. Um, my son was really young. I mean, now I think, you know, as kids are getting a little bit older, you might know more people, but I had so much shame and didn't want to be seen as weak. I did not want to be pitied. I didn't want um, to be seen as different. Like all of my childhood stuff just came bubbling to the surface, right? And I tried to perfectionist my way around everything, just like I had my life. And it just didn't work. And so for me, and like, I'm sure you have to get to the point where you're on your knees and then there's nowhere to go, but up. <laughs> so for me, that was finding out how to do that. And it was a combination of a lot of things. Um, it's not just one thing. I think, um, being willing and open and curious to trying a lot of things to be able to figure it out, but really going to someone, Glennon Doyle has a beautiful quote of stop asking directions from someone who's never been there or something like that. It's like, we have to stop asking for people who don't know anything about it, what they think to your point, you know, God bless them. They want what's best for you, but they don't know. And yeah. they don't know what it feels like to be walking that path and in those shoes and how lonely the journey can feel and terrifying. Mm, yeah. Yeah. To me, it would be the equivalent of deciding to go on a road trip and go, we're going to bring out the little paper maps and yeah. just unfold it and see what's happening when you're like, you have a GPS for the, <laughs> for the love yes. of what are we doing? And that's how I feel like what you were saying about sometimes you have to get down to your knees. I think that that was the paradigm, but now it's don't even wait to you get, don't have to, don't even wait to hit rock no. bottom, find a coach that is going to be like, yes. Oh, I know the road ahead. This is where the loophole is. This is where you're going to fall. This is, and, and make it easier on yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's why I love doing what I do now because I didn't have anybody like that. I wished I'd had somebody to say like, oh, okay, it's okay. Like, let's go this way. Like, this is like you just said. And so, um, yeah, there's so many resources available now. So I would really encourage anyone to reach out because we're not meant to parent alone. We're not meant to live alone, right? We are wired for community. Parenting was meant to do, be done in a group. 
And so, you know, co-parenting isn't meant to be done all alone either. So it's really about building yourself the community and the support that you need for you and your kids and your ex. And this brings me to my next question, which is what happens when that community gets a little bit bigger and we have that, we go from co-parenting with two people, which may already be a challenge to let's have a threesome and invite another person when a new partner shows up in the picture. And maybe even to the point where there are four people, each partner and a new um, person to be with. And that can create a lot of friction. So how can we, what are the steps? What what is the guidance that you offer to make this as easy as possible? Yeah. So it's all about decisions. It's all about choice. And it's you deciding in advance how you want to feel about it. Um, Currently, I co-parent with my ex-husband and his now wife, and they have a child together. Um, I also co-parent with my partner and his ex-wife. And she now has a part, she now got married, right? So there is like a whole lot of people involved in this, right? It's like, we just keep adding. It's like this bus that we just keep letting people on. So, um, but I remember back at the beginning, um, I was aware that um, my ex-husband, there was someone else. And um, I knew that I was going to have a choice in how I handled it. I don't get a choice if he has someone in his life, but the choice that I have available to me is how I am going to think about it and how I'm going to feel about it and how I'm going to act. Um, And so I made the decision in advance, again, that little inkling from the beginning that I knew we could do it differently. I knew that I didn't want contention for my son. I didn't want him to feel ever that there was a problem or that he shouldn't, you know, welcome someone else. And so I knew that if I wanted that for him, I was going to have to be the example for him. And so I just started to prep myself in advance of knowing like the day will come where there's going to be someone else. And how do I want to think about it? And for me, the way that I chose to think about it is this is one more person to love and care for my child. And I also know that my ex, God bless him, if he listens to this, you know, he's better in a relationship than he is on his own. And so if he's in a good, healthy relationship, that is going to make him a better dad for my child. So that is something that I want. That is something I have to support. And I remember still, to this day, we, uh, my son and I had gotten ice cream and we were walking home and, uh, I had asked him, he had just come back from his dad's house. And I said, well, what did you do? Like, you know, I try not to be prying, but like, how was your, how was your weekend? What, you know, what we, what'd you guys do? So he was telling me about this super fun picnic he went on and she was there and he said her name and it was like the entire world stopped. Right. And I remember I'm standing there with my ice cream cone and it's like, oh gosh, this is the moment. What am I going to do? And I was able, I think because I had already chosen in advance how I was going to handle this, I had a plan. And when we have a plan, it's like we have more self-trust to know that we can handle it. And so I said, oh, 
oh, well, that must have been fun. You know, did you enjoy meeting her? And sort of asked a couple questions and then moved on and angrily ate my ice cream cone the rest of the way home. <laughs> that poor ice cream cone, really, it was, it was probably not pretty, but, you know, it was, that's my advice is we have to decide these things. No, you don't get a choice of who's involved or when they're involved or how they're going to get involved. We can do what we can, right, to set parameters and boundaries around that. Um, but we also, our, our control is limited. But what you do have control over is how you're going to show up. And so for me, that I had to choose that in advance and then really walk the walk when the time came. Hmm. Yeah. And, and it took a while. Yeah. And also knowing that it's, it's a little of a, a bit of a lottery. It may be that the new person that come into our lives is wonderful and fully understands what we're doing with our conscious yeah. parenting trip. Or they may be like, no, this is horrendous and I'm going to destroy it. And then we go back to what you were saying at the beginning. What are we going to do with this situation? Are we going to accept it? Are we going to fight it? Or are we going to just yeah. let it be and find another way of uh, dealing with it. So a lot of it is, yeah, down again to, we can't change the circumstances. You, we can't change, we can't control what our ex is going to do. The marriage is dissolved. We do not get a say on who they spend mm -hmm. the rest of the with, but we do have a say on how we're going to act in under those circumstances. So I love all of this. I love all of your advice and I want more people to find you. So where will be the best place for people to connect with you? Oh, thank you so much. Um, well, I'm on Instagram a lot, so that's a great place uh, to connect. And then also I do have um, sort of a free masterclass, a conscious co-parenting masterclass, and it's just a really short um, 25 minutes uh, video, and it'll help walk you through sort of these three steps and how you can start to implement that into your life today to be able to be more calm and confident and like I said, sort of learning to take responsibility, keeping your side of the street cleaner so that you have less to clean up later. And so um, I'd love to offer that to your, to your um, listeners if they would be interested. That's an easy way to start to understand this work. And I think one last point I wanted to make, Olga, because when you were just talking, it's, you know, it, we, we have to be willing to do the work. And it doesn't make us immune to the conflict. Con when we are sort of consciously co-parenting, it doesn't make us immune to conflict happening. But what it does is it allows us to contend with that conflict differently so that it doesn't take us down, so that we aren't completely derailed, right? So we aren't totally incapacitated by it. And that's what doing this work and having the support and learning the tools and having all of those resources available really help you do because we can't stop the storm from coming, but we absolutely can give ourselves all of the ability to be able to withstand it. Mm, so. Beautifully said. I love that. And I love to ask you a couple of questions that I asked all yeah. my guests. And the first one will be, where do you see your next great chapter? What's in the works for you? Oh, um, my next great chapter is learning to be a mom of a teenage boy. Um, my son is 13 and I joke that he is hormonally challenged at the moment and mom's in perimenopause. So I'm hormonally challenged. Nature has really given us the double whammy here. So I think just learning how to navigate, um, teen 
could. And then one of my bonus sons is also going to be 13 in a couple months. And then there's a nine-year-old who's So he's just coming into adolescence. Um, and then my son has a half brother who's going to be three in a few months. So it's like, we've got the gamut of all the things, but for me, it's, this is a whole new adventure and learning what it means to be a mom of a teenager. Um, is definitely my next, I can feel it coming. It's like my next great chapter. So buckle up. <laughs> it's the next um, spiritual advancement for the, it's like yes. the path of the Jedi. We choose this and it's like, we just started our training and I was like, okay, advance to the next level. And then, but like we said, it's a really good thing that you have these tools. So yeah. they're going to help you go through all these trans, these hormonal transitions for everyone involved. <laughs> Yes. I teach, I teach the same things I teach my clients to my kids, um, oh, because yes. these are life skills. They're not co-parenting skills, they're life skills. Right. And so learning how to adult well means being able to do these things. And so I actively am trying to be an example and teach those to, to the little teens. <laughs> and what do you see the world's next great chapter? I see the world think this is such a beautiful question. Um, to me, the next great chapter is us moms and women really stepping up into our power and not in a power from a masculine sense, but coming from a place of influence, from love, from integrity, from respect, from boundaries, and learning how to be the unbelievably powerful beings that we are. And being the example for our children, because our children need to know that they are more powerful than they know when they step into the present moment, being conscious and being aware of what they do and why they do it and moving forward in an aligned way. So I think that we moms are truly the, we're the, we're the changers and that we're going to shift what's next for this world. And if I can add that something to that, and I don't want to say this is the only way again, every, each one of us Jedi's chooses the path to advancement. But for me, I feel that in order to bring out that powerful force that we women are, I see that for a lot of women, divorce was the initiation. It was where they were forged in this fire. They had to stand on their own. They had to learn the skills on how to set their boundaries, how to communicate, how to negotiate. So then they can teach all the women, their children, future generations, how to do this. So again, I'm not saying people go out there and get divorced just for the no. fun. But I'm saying that if you find yourself in that situation, know that that challenge may be the initiation that you need in order to create that life where you are a powerful change maker for the world. So that's all I wanted to say. Absolutely. Yeah, but thank you so much, Mickey, for being here. We'll put all your information in the show notes. Everybody go and watch that masterclass and follow Mickey on her Instagram. And I really want to thank you for your mission, for what you're doing in the world and for being here with us today. So thank you so much, Mickey. Well, thank you, Olga, too, for all you're doing. I'm just so excited to, to be with you. And I really appreciate all you do. Thank you so much. And to everyone else, I'll see you next week. Aloha. Hey, if you're passionate about helping others move to the next chapter and want to join one of the fastest growing industries, I would like to invite you to my upcoming training to become a certified holistic divorce coach. Just head over to olganadal.com and click on the Holistic Divorce Institute tab. I can't wait to meet you inside the program.